Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Joe and Krista and myself, Bob Bosold, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 65 degrees right now. Not going to warm up a whole lot as it's a lot warmer out there now than it was yesterday morning at this time. Remember, Ogamo is down in the 20s and I'm sure other places were as well. Before it turned around and warmed up, became a pretty nice day. Again, Bob and Joe with you. Chore time here on Wax. And there is a chance of rain. It's up in northwest Wisconsin, kind of starting to move through here. I didn't see any rain this morning. Did you, Jill? I did not. Okay, we'll keep our fingers crossed. And I tempted the rain before I left this morning. I turned the sprinkler system on at my house. (laughs) So that started up about uh, quarter to three this morning. And so hopefully the, or uh, rather about 3.30. So hopefully uh, Mother Nature will see that and uh, give us a little more water besides that sprinkling system. We need it. We absolutely do. I keep leaving my windows open on everything, (laughs) my pickup and my house, and keep tempting. Nothing works. Nope. But maybe today there is a chance of rain, and it's in northwest Wisconsin. Now, moving through the area, we hope. So that's the forecast, because after today, there's not much rain in this forecast We'll take a look at that. Plus, the Brewers won last night. If you're a baseball fan, most people are, whether they're uh, active rooters or just follow it for fun. But the Brewers won yesterday against Miami, 4-2. to two. That's good. State ag culture leaders from around the country got together out in Wyoming uh, this week, made a few decisions on what they support and what they see as needed in agriculture around this country. Farmers Union members were in Washington, D.C. I talked to Darren Von Ruden. Yesterday morning, Darren got home about midnight the night before, so he he was still a little bleary-eyed. We'll talk about some of the things he talked about, and then uh, on a little while, we'll, a little few days, we'll hear his comments on some of the important things. And we'll get to, uh, to more sheep, and you've got more cattle this weekend to deal with. I do. We're going to collect up one pasture, and we're going to process and vaccinate them and castrate and all and that I, good things. And I like... Who does the castrating? My daughter. How, how old is she? 
22. Good for her. Good for her. She's, she, Does she well, have she's a boyfriend, a, or all the boys are scared of her since she's getting <laughs> She's actually got a fiance. So, oh, good deal. And she Has was he got doing, a high pitched voice. <laughs> uh, no, um, but he's she's a medical assistant. So well, I mean, no, good for her. I think it's great. I think it's good. I and they do such a good job. Yep. And um, actually, my other daughter taught her how to castrate. So good. There. So know. that's uh, that's your weekend. Yep, that's my weekend. Well, I'm going to watch ball. I'm going to get on tomorrow, watch the Badger football team play. They start at 11 o'clock. And then, and I didn't realize it until uh, a week or so ago, that I've got tickets for the Brewers on Saturday night. So I'm going from here to Madison to Milwaukee, and I'll get my share of ball in on uh, Saturday. That's for sure, football and baseball. Sounds like a good weekend, though. Yeah, and while a lot of folks around here are going to be busy in the choppers and the tractors and the trucks with chopping, do it safely because a, a lot of it's getting done. We want to remind you about that. Don't take anything for granted. And again, if you're driving, I'll be on the interstate, so there won't be there won't be many tractors or choppers there. But if you're on county roads, town roads, state roads. Be very, very careful because, again, farmers have to be on the roads because the operations are, are bigger. They're not all the farms' fields are right around the buildings, so they have to be out and about. So let's be very, very careful. It uh, should be a pretty good weekend after we get this rain through here today to maybe get out. I don't know how much rain we're going to get, and uh, we'll find out from Mike later on. But not raining here. Hopefully it'll be raining at your place uh, pretty soon. And you were at a 4-H meeting last night. I was at a 4-H meeting for the Russell Corner Badgers 4-H Club. And a little guy there came up to you and talked to you. Yep, Mr. Heath Sandberg. He gets up every morning and he listens to us. And he does. He gets all the farming things and then he tells his family all about what we talked about. Maybe you can bring him down to your place this weekend and watch your, have him watch your process cattle and teach him how to do it. Well, actually, they have cattle oh, at their good. place. So, so he, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. All right. So good morning to Heath this morning. Where does he go to school? Augusta. Okay. Morning to Heath Sandberg going to school in Augusta today. Glad to have you along on the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And, of course, Brent Wink will be along this morning as we cover the crops for Winfield United, Land of Lakes. Wonder if he knows how to cut calves. <laughs> well, we're going to ask him. We'll, aren't find, we? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> All right. So I've never cut calves. I've cut pigs before. Yeah, so but I never did calves either. But I've never but, did the calves. Yeah. So that's so. Who taught your daughters? They well, Nicole went to college at River Falls. Oh, then she learned over so there. So she huh? learned up there, but it was just kind of um, a little collaboration with the vet and and figuring it out. All right. Well, they'll figure it out this weekend as well. So, again, that's what's going on. Hopefully, your weekend will be eventful like that as well. Now, what do you do with the mountain oysters? Uh, they just get put out in the field. I'm not going to eat them. I'm not going <laughs> to cook them. And unless you would like me to bring them for you. Uh, <laughs> I've eaten them. I've never prepared them, but I've eaten them. And they're, they're, they're not bad. Breaded and, and deep fat fried, they were good. Um, no. It's been a long time. <laughs> long. I'm on a diet. I don't know if that's on my diet. <laughs> well, we could check. You know, I could certainly check with your well, dietitian. Oh, and see I'm if, sure. All see on how they're fit. prepared. I think it's how they're prepared oh. because it'd be good protein. Well, we could always air fry them for you or something like that. <laughs> well, let's not jump the gun on anything <laughs> like that. We'll we'll see. We'll go slowly. All right. What about our weather for cutting calves or whatever you're going to do this weekend? Let's find out. 13 first alert, first alert weather brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. Financing as low as 4.9% on select 2024 Subaru Outbacks at Chilson.com. And uh, again... Speaking of automakers, the big three in this country, they're now on strike. I don't know if you heard that. They went on strike yesterday against Ford, Chrysler, and General Motors. Hey, chance of rain today, 69. It's moving in from the northwest. 50 overnight tonight, and then uh, 70s over the weekend, and back into the 80s. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday looks next week. And after today, not a lot of chances of rain in this forecast. 69 degrees right now. Or 65 degrees right now. 69 is our forecast high. 
Black River Falls is 44 this morning. That's a big difference between 65 and 44. Now, you sell meat, you beef out of your animals, you sell chickens, you sell uh, eggs. You're going to sell mountain oysters? If anybody wants your mountain oysters, well, what's your email? <laughs> I'm not going to sell the mountain oysters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried, folks. I tried. All right, it's minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's find out what else is going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The United Auto Workers Union is on strike after failing to reach a new contract with the big three automakers. Thursday's deadline passed, prompting targeted strikes against Ford, GM, and Stellantis. The UAW, made up of more than 140,000 members, is seeking pay increases, a four-day work week, and the return to pension and retiree benefits. Meantime, the White House said that President Biden spoke to Fain and to company officials about the negotiations. President Biden is planning to meet with Ukrainian President Zelensky next week. Brian Shook reports. Reports say the meeting will be around the United Nations General Assembly meetings in New York. It's unclear if it'll be in New York or Washington, D.C. Both leaders are scheduled to address the assembly Tuesday. There, Zelensky is expected to appeal for more support for Ukraine amid its ongoing war against Russia. I'm Brian Shook. Louisiana Congressman Steve Scalise is back on Capitol Hill for the first time since being diagnosed with cancer last month. Lisa Taylor fills us in. The Republican House Majority Leader says his treatments are going well and doctors are encouraged by his progress in the fight against multiple myeloma. He was diagnosed after his wife urged him to go to a doctor during a phone conversation. Scalise said he's been cleared to return to work. I'm Lisa Taylor. Health experts are warning of another triple-demic this cold and flu season. The CDC predicted Thursday that COVID-19, RSV, and influenza will be impacting the health care system much the same way as it did last year. In a statement, the CDC said RSV and influenza are historically the two major viruses circulating during the fall and winter. But the addition of COVID-19 could lead to a significant strain on the health care system. And New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers is taking the first steps towards recovery after tearing his Achilles tendon. On Thursday, Rodgers announced he'd had a successful surgery and posted a photo of himself smiling from a hospital bed. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 13 first alert weather on Wax brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps right now at ChilsonMotors.com. Again, a chance of rain today. It is moving in from the northwest. Haven't seen any here. Brent Wink will be in. Maybe some rain chasing him from the western side of the state over to Eau Claire this morning. We'll find out. 69 is going to be the high today. Down to 50 overnight, so it'll be cool once again. The clouds kept us kind of nice and warm last night. Saturday and Sunday, 70s, partly cloudy. 75 on Monday, then lower 80s on Tuesday and Wednesday, partly cloudy skies. Cool spot around here is Black River Falls, 44. Rice Lake is 63. Medford, 52. It's 57 in Wausau. Marshfield is 51. La Crosse, 63. Green Bay, 53. Madison, 54. Sun Prairie, 55. They're all hot time in Sun Prairie this morning. Milwaukee at 57. And it's 65 in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Eight minutes after five, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our Friday morning look at the markets. And Jill, as we get to the end of the week, what do the cash livestock numbers look like? Choice fed beef steers are 178 to 189 with mixed at 140 to 177. Choice fed beef heifers are 177 to 190 with mixed at 126 to 176. Choice fed Holstein steers are 160 to 170 with select and silage fed steers 89 to 159. Cows are 79 to 109 with a top of 136. Bulls are 106 to 135. Butcher hogs are 40 to 95 with sows at 27 to 34 and boars at 15 to 27. New crop market lambs are 165 to 207. Feeder lambs are 30 to 210. Ewes are 45 to 130. Small goats are 10 to $165. Medium goats are 20 to $270. Large goats are 50 to $450 with nanny goats at 15 to $300. And at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, cattle prices closed higher. Hogs were lower. October live cattle finished at 185.47. That was up 232. December 190.35 up 250. 
February live cattle up 260 at 194.97. April also up 260 at $198.75 a hundred. Feeder cattle September 255.17 up 167. October 261.87 up 282. November 264.85 up 327. January feeder cattle 264.97 up 377. And March 266.90 up 397. Lean hogs. Lower October eighty three thirty five at the close down sixty two December at seventy five ten that was down a dollar and a quarter February seventy nine oh two down a dollar fifteen and April hogs eighty four forty seven that was down seventy and on the board of trade uh, rather quiet trade corn lower beans up uh, beans were up a little better demand overnight December corn was unchanged uh, finishing uh, where it did yesterday at four eighty a bushel it's at this morning. Oats up one at four eighty one. December wheat up one to two at five ninety five. November beans down two at thirteen fifty eight. Soybean meal for December down sixty cents a ton at three ninety eight eighty. Barrel cheese unchanged one eighty two. Blocks up a penny to dollar ninety two. Butter down three at two seventy four and a quarter. September class three up a nickel at eighteen forty. October up four at eighteen twenty five. November down two at eighteen thirty three. December up three at eighteen forty. January up two at eighteen twenty three. And that's where we got some farm news to take a look at. We'll do that courtesy of the good folks at Comroll. 13 minutes after 5 o'clock, 65 degrees. We'll only get to about 69 today. Black River Falls, cool spot there, 44. But uh, some rain moving in from the northwest. Hopefully it keeps coming. And we had uh, some folks from Wisconsin out in Washington, D.C. Jill, give us a little synopsis of what happened. Well, the Farmers Union members from across the country, including from Wisconsin, We're in Washington, D.C. this week, lobbying members of Congress and the administration. Wisconsin Farmers Union President Darren Von Ruden led the contingent from Wisconsin. He told us yesterday that Congress will not get a new farm bill done on schedule at the end of September with challenges to resolve in issues of food stamps, crop insurance, and reference prices in the bill. He also is concerned about the House getting to a continuing resolution passed in the next month or so to keep the government operating, right to repair issues that are being dealt with by the Federal Trade Commission, and staffing issues at the USDA for help for farmers at local offices of the Farm Service Agency. And uh, also, Darren said, you know, this uh, when we got out there, when we went to the Federal Trade Commission, he told me, he said, you know, this isn't just agriculture right to repair. He said the medical industry is having challenges as well with some of the equipment they have in their hospitals. Their people cannot apparently work on those machines either. They've got a challenge with right to repair. So, again, it's not just in agriculture. It's into other industries, uh, medical for sure, and uh, probably others as well. But uh, I found that interesting. We'll uh, get his comments later on. What else is going on? Well, the leaders of state departments of agriculture from around the country led their annual meeting this, held their annual meeting this past week in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I wonder why Cheyenne, Wyoming. Just nobody is out there to bother them, or if it's just probably kind of a, a central place. I don't know. Probably got a good price. This is probably between vacation season and hunting season, and maybe it's a little downtime for them. I don't know. Or maybe they just need to experience Not a bad place to be. I'd rather be there than downtown Chicago or Washington or someplace like that. They've made a good decision, I think. Absolutely, and maybe maybe fewer distractions. That's a good possibility, too. And they adopted some positions on important topics for agriculture. Among those positions adopted by the state ag secretaries and commissioners was one calling for the USDA and the Food and Drug Administration to required standards that ensure clear and consistent labeling for cell-based or imitation meat products. That would include beef, pork, poultry, and seafood labeling. The group also adopted a policy that would protect a farmer's right to farm. The measure would lessen the loss of farmland caused by nuisance lawsuits when non-farm entities try to expand into traditional farmland, they cited new USDA numbers that show the U.S. has lost over 20 million acres of productive farm ground in the last 20 years. A third measure adopted at that meeting calls for 
increased investments in apprenticeships and educational programs to keep and increase an educated and trained workforce in agriculture. All right. So some of the things they got done out there passing those resolutions, and hopefully they'll abide by them. Coming up, the sheep industry. It's uh, not the huge industry in Wisconsin that we saw in Scotland and Ireland, of course, but uh, the sheep uh, industry in Wisconsin uh, is there. UW Sheep Research, we're going to hear about that. Our uh, charity Seebecker talked to Todd Taylor, who's the manager of the UW Sheep Research Station, and we'll find out what's going on in the sheep industry here with research in Wisconsin. Coming up next, right here on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. UW Sheep Unit Research Program Manager Todd Taylor has a smile on his face discussing plans for this coming year. He recently dispersed a group of ewes to replenish the herd with new genetics after an ongoing research project was completed. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Taylor is welcoming new and ongoing research projects into the barn and helps to encourage more student involvement. Um, I will probably have some student workers this fall that will, at least one student worker that will work for me this fall. Being in Arlington, we don't have as much student presence out at the farm as what I'd you know really like to have because it's so far away for them to drive. And with class schedules and things like that, if they don't have large blocks of time to come out, it's pretty tough for them to come out. With the lack of a sheep production class, you know that also makes it challenging. We don't have a lot of classes that we take sheep to campus for much anymore. Other than then the introductory animal science class, we will take sheep up and do a week long or a couple of days worth of uh, hands-on work with the beginning animal science class students. So that, that will happen, I think, in November, I believe. How was the summer for you? Did you have the help you needed then, in a sense? Or how did you battle the heat, especially? So the, the summer went pretty fast, to be honest with you. And to be honest, I kind of backed off. I did not have any student help this year. It was just myself and my hired man. And then we recruited some off-and-on help from beef unit employees to help us get through the summer. My schedule was pretty tough this year. I judged a few state fairs this year, and it's the first time I've been in the judging arena probably since the COVID year. I haven't been doing as much judging, but I wound up taking three different uh, state fairs this year that I traveled to. So it left my hired man to do most of the work for me, and he was able to handle it pretty well. We are down on numbers a little bit at the farm this year because we finished a long-term genetics research project, so I dispersed a group of ewes that were pretty similar related that I needed to to replenish stock with new genetics. So I sold about 115 ewes this spring, and we're keeping back 60 to 70 ewe lambs to replace those ewes and build back up from there. So it was a good summer to go without help, other than the fact that I was on the road a lot, whereas we didn't have quite as much going on, so we were able to get through. The heat was a challenge. The ewes you know, and, and the lambs, we, we struggled a little bit keeping them cool, keeping them on feed. They don't like to eat when it's warm. Keeping fresh water in for them was important and critical so we had some challenges but we got through it how is that interest among students at uw or even other schools throughout the area that's tough for me to gauge in terms of the actual students themselves there's a lot of good sheep kids that come through the 4-h and ffa programs that to be honest you know we we'd like to have more of them come to uw madison but i think a lot of those students are now going to platteville and river falls it's it's really been a, a challenge for us to entice them to come to madison and i'd like to change that a little bit you know i i think that's going to change hopefully with new faculty coming in. We've got some new enthusiastic faculty that uh, hopefully we can keep some sheep or production ag kids involved in the program as well. So I look forward to seeing how things change in the next four or five years in that, that respect. What are some of the projects that you're going to be seeing this fall? The sheep unit is designed to support research extension and teaching all three. And research right now in the last four or five years, actually last six years, has really ramped up out there. Uh, we have a genetics professor on campus, Dr. Hassan Khatib, that is is an animal genetics uh, professor that's doing an epigenetics project. And what I tell people that, that kind of makes it easy to relate to or, or a little simplified, it's a pretty substantial project, but to simplify it, it's basically the old adage that you get told you are what you eat. Well, what we're looking at is you are what your parents or your grandparents ate. So we're feeding these animals a rumen-protected amino acid, a methionine product uh, that these animals will ingest. They will absorb it in their lower intestines. And the thought behind it is is we're trying to see what methylization or what the methionine does to the DNA of that animal. So does it change it? So 
So we've got full sibling pairs. One of them is on the methionine and one of them is not. And like I said, we've been doing this for about six years now. Um, we're just starting a new trial. We finished up a five-year trial uh, where we saw some differences. We're starting a new one now, and it's it's really a cool project. He's got quite a bit of grant money for this project, uh, got a lot of, lot of traction for it nationally and internationally. And like I said, basically what we're doing is we're trying to see by balancing for this or changing the amino acids in the ration, how it affects their, their DNA code and then ultimately affects their performance and how that performance is inherited generation after generation after generation. So it's been done in small animals, in mice and rats to a certain extent. You know, some of it comes out of human medicine and, you know, some of the causes of diabetes and some of the current health issues that we have in, in humans now can be traced back to what their parents or their grandparents ate during the Depression and the World Wars. So that's kind of where it comes from. We're just trying to intensify our research on that to see if, you know, we need to be more careful about what we're eating and how it affects our our offspring later on. So we're using sheep as a model for that. We'll see what kind of effect it has on animal production as well. But it's really some pretty cool research. And you kind of touched on this already, but looking ahead for some of those classes that you're going to be offering, can you give us a little overview of what we can expect? Our outreach program is just just incredible, and, and it's... It's, it's all I can do to keep up with it, and I'm fortunate I've got a couple of extension agents through the state that help me. We are actually currently, and this is kind of a maybe putting my cart before the horse right now, but we are in the process of planning a sheep school. I'm not going to call it a lambing school. We did a lambing school last winter. We we're actually going to do a sheep school, kind of a three-day event in October at Arlington. My hope is is that we can do a awful lot of hands-on. We'll have a lot of things going on between fall lambing, fall breeding for spring lambing, uh, shearing demos we can we can do all kinds of things in october that we can't traditionally do in in spring and and winter schools so so we are in the process of planning that we're just getting the outline together for the the whole program and then i could imagine that that information will be coming out shortly within the next couple of weeks we'll get registration information for that we do have a sharing school scheduled for december it's it's a thursday and friday i want to say around the 13th 14th 15th whatever those thursday that thursday and friday is in december at arlington again I'm a little concerned about that because we're down on U numbers, so I'm not sure how many we're going to have this year and how many registrants we're going to have this year. We will have Arlington Sheep Days again next spring. Uh, whether or not we have a spring lambing school or if we just do an open house in, in Arlington sometime during lambing season in February, early March, that's kind of yet to be determined. But And then, of course, everything we do here at Sheep and Wool Festival is just, you know, it's I love doing it. It's the excitement for the, the people that we visit with here and the opportunity to, to pass on our knowledge to, to other producers is just it's just a fun exciting event between the the lambing display and the, the sharing demos and then we help with the youth sweepstakes event and you know just all the different educational things that we can put on here is really fun and again that's todd taylor uw sheep research manager and i do think working with animals and i don't know joe if you'll agree you've seen much of this but one of the fun things to watch you know you're talking about working cattle this weekend and different things but one of the fun things for people to watch working with animals, shearing sheep. It is. Watch a professional shearer. I think it's neat to watch how they can keep all the wool all in one Yep, one, it's one fleece, one fleece. Yep, they're professionals, no question about it. Well, we've got to get to some uh, other, stuff, other stuff going on. We've got Morgan standing by in the newsroom. We're 29 minutes after 5, 65 degrees, 69 a chance of rain. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning, and it's time to get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with us this morning. Have you been listening to some of our conversation this morning, ma'am? Uh, up and down. What did I miss? Well, we were talking about Jill going to work cattle tomorrow. and Oh, I hear her daughter's in charge of the fun stuff, yeah, though. Uh, yeah, keeping know, everyone I, in line. I, I, ser- I ask this seriously. Your mother is, uh, is like, you know... Natural food. You have, has she ever prepared that for you? Oh, oh yeah. So you've had mountain oysters? Yep, I've had. And uh, well, sometimes and they didn't kill you. No, they don't kill you. In fact, you can eat most parts of any animal. Oh yeah, it just yeah, matters yeah. Uh, if it's how prepared it's, right. Exactly how <laughs> it's prepared, and uh, if your parents are smart enough to not tell you what it really is when yeah, you're that's, little, right? That's probably more important than the preparation. <laughs> I tell you, the whole time I was growing up, my dad had one catchphrase when he wanted us to do something, whether it was chores or eating our plate. He said, "It puts hair on your chest." <laughs> 
just what two daughters need to hear. Bingo. That's all we ever heard. He's only got daughters. Oh, good for him. The granddaughters are hearing it, too. I tell you what. Absolutely. It's like some families say, you know, it's uh, nobody likes venison. They don't like venison. Well, don't tell them it's venison, you know, whether it's, you know, bologna or sausage sticks or whatever. Oh, I love venison. Oh, I know. I do, too. So, anyway. But uh, that's good to hear. No wonder you're so healthy and vibrant and such a... Wonderful complexion all the time. Puts hair on your chest. <laughs> See that, right? Well, what uh, what kind of hairy news have we got this morning? <laughs> I'll keep that covered up this morning. We'll get into headlines. Good morning. Oh, here's what we're learning today. That includes some changes at the state level, and we'll begin there as beginning next Monday. Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin will resume providing abortions at clinics in Milwaukee and Madison. That announcement made by Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin President and CEO Tanya Atkinson. In consultation with attorneys, physicians, partners, and stakeholders, Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin is confident in our decision to resume abortion care in Wisconsin. The action comes as a legal challenge to the state's 1849 law prohibiting nearly all abortions is expected to be heard by the Wisconsin Supreme Court, where liberal justices now hold the majority. Continuing on the state level, Attorney General Josh Call has filed a lawsuit challenging a vote to remove state elections Administrator Megan Wolf from office. Now, the state Senate did vote on that, but Call says couldn't hold a vote to reject her appointment because the Elections Commission never reappointed her. They don't even purport in that letter to argue Uh, why there would be an appointment under Wisconsin law. They make other arguments, uh, but they don't argue that there was an appointment uh, because of what WEC has done. Now, Call, along with other Democratic members of the Elections Commission, cite a recent state Supreme Court ruling that allows people appointed to positions to stay on after their original term has expired. Moving away from the state activity, we get local to our area and across the UW system, numbers are up, but not here. Eau Claire did lose some students with enrollment down a little bit this fall. The latest numbers show fall of 2023 enrollment numbers at UW-Eau Claire have them losing 153 students, but overall enrollment across the UW system is up by over 500 students. Well, the timeline stretches forward and rolls on into 2025 for the Eau Claire Transit Hub. City yesterday saying the new home for city buses won't be completed until 2025. The hub has been in the works since 2021 and is the first phase of the construction expected to wrap up next month. But it'll take more time for those apartments. And the city of Eau Claire saying they're going to be part of that project. And if you just need to get away from it all sometimes, what do you consider when you're vacationing? The perfect outfit, a fanny pack? Well, they say two things matter most. A new study by GoCity.com says Americans want to get out and travel, but we want to do it on the cheap. Mm -hmm. The average person spends $2,743 on a vacay budget, which means 58% will have to downsize a trip. While there's no set number of days to a vacation, a study by a university in Finland says eight days is the sweet spot. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. And before the vacation comes the work in the barn, and we head back there now with our own professional vacationer, Bob Bolsold. Hey, Joe hey, Loki. that's enough of that. <laughs> and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. All right, well, <laughs> but I could just see your dad, knowing your dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had a bottle of beer in one hand <laughs> yeah, a, and a map of the roads and bridges in Wisconsin in the other. He said, yeah. Here, put hair on your chest. That's all we ever heard. And we had to get to work regardless of what it was. Puts hair on our chest. Whether oh. it was doing our chores, cleaning our plate, or probably <laughs> making our mom mad at that point. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Have a good weekend. You too, Bob. All right. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. We're 25 minutes before 6 o'clock. Brent is here. We've got markets. We've got more news to take a look at. And uh, we'll check in with uh, Mike Dandrea right now over at 13 First Alert Weather. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How's the professional vacationer doing? (laughs) (laughs) Morgan knows how to cut deep, doesn't she? (laughs) Yes, she does. Hey, we're talking talking here this morning. The topic came up. Jill is going to be uh, working cattle, and that means turning bull calves into steer calves. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had the uh, fruits of that uh, operation? Have you ever eaten any of those? I have actually not, so okay. well, I think that I'm going to We might to... be able to change that. <laughs> I was going to say, I might have to sample some. No, that's right. Go online and find a good recipe. But uh, in the meantime, I saw earlier some radar water out to the west, the mm-hmm. northwest. How close is it? It is getting a lot closer, moving into parts of Dunn County. But uh, when I say this, don't get too excited. It's not going to be a drought buster by any means. Uh, by the time this is all said and done, we 
probably only looking at about a tenth to a quarter of an inch. Some places that may have embedded thunderstorms could see a little bit more than that. But otherwise, we'll have a mostly cloudy sky, a couple chances at some showers for today with highs in the upper 60s. And tonight, we'll have a mostly cloudy sky dipping to the low 50s. Sunshine then returns for tomorrow as we climb to the low 70s. More sunshine for Sunday, upper 60s and low 70s once again. Winds start to pick up out of the south on Monday, and that's going to bring us into the mid-70s with more sunshine. Same with Tuesday, as highs get into the low to potentially mid-80s. That's where we hang out for Wednesday as well, kind of looking a little bit more like summer before Thursday. Brings us just a slight chance at a shower, possibly a few thunderstorms as well, and upper 70s and low 80s. But right now, a lot warmer than yesterday. Overcast and a temperature of 64 degrees in Eau Claire. Yeah, I saw earlier Black River Falls was 44. Yeah, they're uh, one of the cooler spots. Yeah. Of course, uh, the cloud cover hasn't quite worked its way there yet, but that actually works kind of like a blanket, keeping the yep. warmer air near the surface. And, uh, yeah, poor poor Black River Falls always seems to dip yeah, way that, lower. <laughs> that Sparta, Black River Falls area, they're always Camp Douglas. They're always cool. Mm-hmm, that's our low-lying areas for it you. It really is. All right, sir, have a good weekend. You too, Bob. Enjoy the Badgers and Brewers games. We'll do our best, that's for sure. There he goes, Mike Dandria. 13 first alert weather again. We'll get into the upper 60s today, and hopefully we'll see at least a little rain today. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're about 21 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, we're in the mid-60s around our area this morning. Some folks uh, in the 50s and some folks even in the 40s down around, as we said, Black River Falls and Sparta, Toma, Camp Douglas. All right, a lot of things going on, Jill. Menominee, a busy place starting later today. It absolutely is. It's the 20th annual 2020 uh, Wisconsin National Pool for the Horse Pullers. They're having everything from ponies to lightweights to heavyweights, and that starts tonight at 6 o'clock with the ponies. And then Saturday, the first pull starts at 10.30, and Sunday, the first pull starts at 9.30. And they'll be busy, and they'll be inside, so don't worry if it's raining. They pull in the building over there. So, again, it's a great setup, and they'll have a lot of horses there. And like I said, I haven't talked to anybody yet. I didn't get a hold of Les Vol down there in Osseo. He'll be there. But he told me a few years ago or a couple of years ago they had horses come in from Washington State, one guy, and uh, Kentucky and places like that. So it'll be a good pull. If you like horse pulling and pony pulling, Menominee is the place to be this weekend, starting, what, 5, five o'clock, you said? They start tonight? 6 o'clock tonight Six with o'clock. ponies. All right, so Dunn County Fairgrounds, Menominee. What else is going on? Well, I want to mention that Auburndale FFA will be our FFA on the air for this Saturday morning. I traveled over there earlier this week, and Mark Knoyer and the crew Man, they've got a lot of stuff going on. They really do. They, they really do. A nice facility over there as well. So it's a good program. They do a lot of different things. And find out about it tomorrow morning. And there's a quilt show in Cochrane Fountain City today and tomorrow. It's at the VFW Post. And it starts goes from 3 to 7 each day. And there's Bucktoberfest in Medford. It's uh looks like a lot of fun. Uh, ATV, UTV, poker run, food stand, ki- kids games, and all kinds of stuff. Where are they having that? In town, all over town, or it says all over town. All right, and all day long. And on Saturday or on Sunday, there's the Polish dinner and raffle in Hawkins Street. Um, and where Hawkins Street? Oh, in Hawkins, the town. In of Hawkins, Hawkins, excuse me. Oh, it's Saint, uh, at Saint Mary, Mary of Chestahova. Yeah, I'm glad you can say it because I can't. And that starts at 11 and goes till 1 o'clock. And then we've also got the Norge Harvest Dinner. That's on Saturday from 3 to 7.30. That's at the Big Elk Creek Lutheran Church in Elk Mound. Lots of good stuff happening there, starting with meatballs and gravy. We've got festivals around the area. We've got the Amory Fall Festival um, starting tomorrow and running through the weekend. We've And there's also... Uh, Vernon County Fair is happening down in Viroqua. Yeah, we're getting to the end of the fair season. That's traditionally usually about the last fair of the year. So, And part of that fair, they're having a, a horse pull on Saturday starting at 10 o'clock. Oh, not every horse will be in Menominee, evidently. They got anything going on in Glenwood City this weekend? And how did your truck and tractor pull or whatever you were announcing last week go, Brent? Yeah, went really, really good. That uh, We ran out of cheese curds. Did you really? Yeah. That we, That's uh, terrible. 
Well, they it was just that popular. Good. We had a family yeah. from Deer Park that had the the stand and did it an awesome job. So thank you to everyone that came out for that. All right, but nothing days. going on over there this nothing weekend. Nothing in Glenwood this right. weekend. Busy farming. You bet. All right, so we got uh, lots going on, and we're not done yet. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's almost quarter to six. It is 64 degrees out there with a high today of 69. And we're going to head to Equity Altoona and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers neffers dollar sixty to a dollar eighty eight. Choice dairy cross steers neffers dollar fifty five to a dollar seventy five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar sixty six to a dollar seventy four. Choice Holstein steers dollar fifty to a dollar sixty five. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar forty nine and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from a dollar three to a dollar twenty weight a top of a dollar twenty five. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy four to a dollar two. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy three and down. Organic market from Tuesday. 80% of organic cows sold from $1.30 to $1.66. The bottom 20% of organic cows sold from $1.29 and down. Cold bulls sold from $1 to $1.20. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound up Holstein bull calves sold from $225 to $460 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $225 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $325 to $715 per head. Just a quick reminder, our next special feeder sale will be Friday, September 22nd, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's wrap up the week over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. You got any more truck or tractor pulls to go to? Well, good morning to you, Bob. No, I think we're pretty well done for the year, unless uh, somebody would schedule a special one. So, yeah, uh, uh, this time of the year, you know, uh, everybody is busy, and uh, it's kind of pretty much done with uh, as far as I'm concerned, as far as the ones that I do. And I think... uh, I think last weekend was kind of the sort of the end of it, I guess. So all right, well, we're starting to hanker them all. Though next week we'll get back into the eighties, so summer's not done yet. Hey, wrap up oh. the week for us over there at Stratford. I'm sure it's been busy. It has been, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summer yesterday from yesterday Thursday and this past week here at Stratford. We'll start with the cow market. Cows continue to be. Uh, uh, very good demand all week. Yesterday, high-yielding, fleshy Holstein and beef cows were selling from 103 up to 128. Extreme top on the cows this week here at Stratford did reach 135. Most of the cows this week sold between 80 and 102. Thinner cows and your real plain light carcass cows below the $80 money. On the organic market on Tuesday, high-yielding, good-quality certified organic cows uh, from 150 to 166. And now again to the bull trade, uh, market, regular market bulls mostly uh, selling from $1.14 to $1.24. Lighter weight bulls, 108 and below. On the fed cattle trade, charge grading beef steers, uh, they were selling from 170 to 181. Charge grading Holstein steers, uh, mostly from uh, 147 to 165. Uh, select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, 142 and below. Calf market very strong all week. Again, uh, very good demand on the Holstein bull calves and the beef calves. Holstein bull calves weighing 92, 130 pounds, selling from 200 to 460. Uh, top this week at 470. That was on Monday. Heifer calves at the end of the week here, mostly from 100 to 150, but a lot of fancy heifer calves on Monday's auction from 200 up to 260. And beef calves again, very very strong, 350 to 650. Did top out at 670 uh, this week on the beef calves. Now. Uh, Full marketing schedule, of course, over next week. Our next hay auction will be next Tuesday. Also, our next dairy cattle sale, also next Tuesday. That will be 11 a.m. start time next Tuesday. We do have a complete herd dispersal of 39 Holstein cows for that sale next week. Information on that herd on our website. And also, I want to look at a little bit. Uh, also, have a, another dairy cattle auction coming up here on Tuesday, September 26th. Uh, do have a complete herd dispersal of organic cows for that sale on the 26th. And, uh, again, uh, um, uh, special feeder cattle sale here on Wednesday the 27th, and that's going to feature a complete herd dispersal of some very, very fancy black Angus cows, and some of those are going to be registered. So a lot of information on the website on these herds, uh, so you folks check that out, Equity Co-op. Uh, just click on, the class, click on the Stratford page, and you guys will be there. So everybody enjoy the weekend, and uh, Bob and I were talking off the air here. Hopefully that rain will slide down here and get into central Wisconsin. I know some folks... Uh, 
all kind in the western part of the state. There, are, uh, I was looking here, Rice Lake, Spooner, Hayward. You guys are getting rain the way it looks on the radar. So hopefully you'll get some. I hope so too. Keep your fingers crossed and uh, get down on a knee and uh, say a prayer. We're getting to that point. Have a good weekend, Jerry. We'll talk to you next week. You betcha. You guys enjoy the weekend. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. <laughs> And at the Board of Trade yesterday, corn was a little lower. The beans were higher. Some good demand on the beans overnight. December corn, right where it closed yesterday, 480 a bushel this morning. Oats up one at 481. December wheat up one to two at 595. November beans down two at 1358 overnight. And meal down 60 cents a ton at 398.80 at the country elevators today. Northside elevator loyal location corns at 492 with soybeans at 1283. And in Arcadia, corn's at 479 with beans at 1282 or 1283. And wheat and grain, Connorsville and Chippewa Falls location, corn's at 476 with soybeans at 1288. On the DTM screen, corn at Golden Plump, 465 a bushel today. At Baldwin, Mondoli, and Elmwood, corn's 455, beans 1277. In Duran, their corn is 455, the beans 1272. Fall Creek has their beans at 1272, the corn at 446, and Osseo 455 on the corn, 1282 on the beans, Elk Mound 475 and 1288, Sparta corn 449, beans 1279, Ellsworth 435 and 1267. Ethanol plants 485, the corn at Boyceville today, Stanley 465 to Richmond 460, Barrel cheese held at 182 yesterday, blocks up a penny at 192, butter down three at 274 and a quarter. September class three up a nickel at 1840, October up four at 1825, November down two at 1833, December up three at 1840, January up two at 1823. Friday morning, Brent Wink is with us as we cover the crops, courtesy of a Winfield a Division of the Land of Lakes. You were a little squirming around your car seat, or truck seat driving My in the My goodness, holy cow, you two, the, the discussion at 5 a.m., who's the little, the boy that the tunes in every morning. Heath. What's, Heath's yeah, Heath, probably wishing Heath he would have turned the channel. Yeah. Well, Heath, Heath is a beef farmer. He okay, knows so what he knows goes the process. on. Oh, so, absolutely. You know, to recap earlier, they're talking about Jill's duties this weekend, right? Right. And Processing calves. It sounds good. You know, I, or it sounds like simple and easy enough. Processing cattle. Give them their vaccinations, all that. They, pour on so to take care of the worms. Get them in, just, in off yeah. pastures and... But the one step of processing calves or the male calves yes. is not not the funnest. Uh, certainly for the male calves, right, Bob? <laughs> I don't, I, <laughs> don't ask me. I'm not a male calf. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's but it's a fact of life, and it pe- is. And people ask about it and yep. wonder why we do it. Yep. And my comeback to that always is. You always want to keep your best genetics. Right. And we need to keep feeding America. Right. And that makes them um, makes them into good animals that feed, and all they worry about is eating. Right. No, certainly it makes, makes yeah, for good Yeah, if you steers. don't process them, they worry about more than eating those boys, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, they do. Yeah, well, so I grew up on a dairy farm. We did, <laughs> did have to uh, castrate bull calves but we we banded them i don't know if they do that anymore but oh yeah uh, some people do yeah but yeah cutting them and the result don't save them i've gone to some of these these feeds at the bars don't they call them sparring farkles (laughs) i'm not sure i think that's none for me thanks you know when they have to threaten you and say oh these are really really good we breaded them we deep fried them it tastes just like chicken. It's like, no thanks. Just let me eat the chicken. <laughs> well, that's, well, I, I'm we'll, let you, we'll let you eat chicken. But, right. uh, but, but, but they're getting some rain up. Uh, north. Rain yeah. doesn't make much of a difference anymore now. You know, we're, we're probably past yeah. past the uh, benefit stage. And, I, you know, looking out at the extended forecast, and probably when we do start getting rain, it'll interrupt soybean harvest. But, you know, a lot of things going on. Uh, this week we had a meeting with the Synergy staff. We were talking about corn silage. You know, green plants usually equal wet corn silage, and it's amazing this year, even the really, really green plants, the moistures are coming in a lot under what people thought. And you think about it, it's there's just not as much water in those stalks. So we're I seeing- found that out when we were over at uh, uh, Menominee there at, uh, at the farm at the test yeah. plot there. And uh, when they were burning it down, they said, these are green plants, but uh, they're not all that wet. Yeah, so if you haven't started corn silage because you're looking at the color of your plants, you, you might be a little surprised, especially if you're drought stressed. So we're seeing moistures 
maybe a little bit less than what we thought, but a lot of 60s, you know, 63 to 68% from a lot of the guys that I've been talking to. Um, so that's that's coming along quite fast. Last night, got to see my first soybeans harvested. I was actually uh, down near Rochester, Minnesota, making some treks through southeast Minnesota, and uh, there are some soybean fields harvested. And, you know, this week or the last few weeks, get a lot of questions on soybean yields and what do we expect and some of the early stuff coming in. And, you know, when you think about the drought stress we have, we go back to what we call R5, R6 stage on beans. So it's beginning seed, and we have a huge, huge water demand for our soybean crop. And that's really where the most important uh, phases come is that August rains we talk about. So it's just kind of a lot of unknowns. You know, I think in the drought-stressed areas, when I look at the tops of the plant and the field days that we've had, we just don't have as much uh, three bean pods, four bean pods filling out the tops of the plants where we pick up that extra eight or ten bushel per acre. Do I think we're going to have a horrible year? No. If you got rain, I think you're going to have a really good year. Um, but I, I do think we're going to, in a lot of areas, and the, the few that have come off, it's just going to be an average year or maybe a little bit better than average year. So this it's, it's amazing, even down in that area in Minnesota and coming all the way up through Red Wing. And there's a lot of areas where the lawns are burned up. And, I mean, that's just indicative that the crops were short on moisture. So... Uh, kind of some soybean or uh, some corn harvest started in Illinois. Talking to a friend of mine down there, and we're talking great heart of the heart of the grain belt, and yields are coming in uh, just just average. Mm-hmm. I had some friends in Western St. Croix County, Polk County, or uh, Pierce County that sent me some pictures on ears. Got grain moisture down in the twenty three percent range when they shelled it, so it obviously be probably a little bit wetter but again that's not a good thing these were kind of some drought stressed ears and so i think it's it's going to show up in some pe- uh, some areas around that it took its toll we got that late july and kind of some early august rains but we really had a lot of catching up to do so i think in in a lot of areas it's going to be probably just one of those average years but we'll see when so the combines get what did the combine numbers show down in rochester in those bean fields did you yeah th- those enough? those were those were 50 bushel beans okay. and on their great years they're 60 bushel beans yeah. and again when they're coming off that early you know that's not normal uh you know it's probably yeah, more no. toward the end of september that they should have been coming off but uh because they're drought stress they're ready to go at this time of year so right. haven't there's a lot of other ones are getting close probably about 10 days in a lot of areas around here that will start seeing but some. the word but the word of advice now is uh, go look at that corn because corn silage definitely it's yep. going fast it's right. really drying fast yeah, it really is and, uh, and again be careful out there farm safety these guys and gals are on the road with these uh, grain carts wagons semis and everything hauling these uh, hauling this corn silage off so give them room Absolutely. Good luck this weekend, Jill. Bring snacks in for Bob next week. He is on a diet, so don't yeah. bread them. Uh, yeah, don't just, deep fry them. Maybe just cut them. You know, cut them raw. Bake them a little bit. We'll be good to go. In. My voice will go down about three octaves. We'll we'll eat all that. That's for sure. Thanks, Brent. Brent Wink with us on our uh, covering the crops program, Winfield United with Land Lakes. And again, hopefully, we're going to get some rain in your area today. High about sixty nine. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.